there, I'm Logan. And I'm Lindsay. And we host the new podcast, Folklore on the Rocks, where we talk about folklore and lesser-known creatures, cryptids, and monsters from around the world. So when we say lesser-known, we mainly mean that we won't be covering creatures like Bigfoot or Nessie or Chupacabra, just because they're discussed so often, and the world just has so many other awesome options to draw from. Every two weeks, we will be diving deep into the legends and culture that surround a specific creature. And getting a little bit tipsy while we do so. But don't worry, we do our research sober. <laughs> On the weeks in between, we're going to be narrating and discussing folktales. Some will be historical folklore from the regions that our creatures are from, and some will be modern folklore, such as no sleeps and creepypastas. Ooh. You can find out more about us on our website, FolkloreOnTheRocks.com, on Facebook and Instagram at FolkloreOnTheRocks, on Twitter at FolkloreRocks! So grab a drink, join us, and come on, let's dig deep together. Hello, I'm the narrator. Welcome to Mythical, the podcast that wanders the dark and fantastical pages of fairy tales and myths throughout season two. I'm reading Italian fairy tales. Today's story is Prunella, edited by Andrew Lang. I'll begin today's story, as all good stories should, with Once Upon a Time. There was once upon a time a woman who had an only daughter. When the child was about seven years old, she used to pass every day on her way to school an orchard where there was a wild plum tree with delicious ripe plums hanging from the branches. Each morning the child would pick one and put it into her pocket to eat at school. For this reason she was called Prunella. Now the orchard belonged to a witch. One day the witch noticed the child gathering a plum as she passed along the road. Prunella did it quite innocently, not knowing that she was doing wrong in taking the fruit that hung close to the roadside. But the witch was furious, and next day hid herself behind the hedge, and when Prunella came past and put out her hand to pluck the fruit, she jumped out and seized her by the arm. "'Ah, you little thief!' she exclaimed. "'I have caught you at last!' Now you will have to pay for your misdeeds. The poor child, half dead with fright, implored the old woman to forgive her, assuring her that she did not know she had done wrong, and promising never to do it again. But the witch had no pity, and she dragged Prunella into her house, where she kept her till the time should come when she could have her revenge. As the years passed, Prunella grew up into a very beautiful girl. Now her beauty and goodness, instead of softening the witch's heart, aroused her hatred and jealousy. One day, she called Prunella to her and said, Take this basket, go to the well, and bring it back to me, filled with water. If you don't, I will kill you. The girl took the basket, went and let it down into the well again and again, but her work was lost labor. Each time, as she drew up the basket, the water streamed out of it. At last, in despair, she gave it up, and leaning against the well, she began to cry bitterly. 
when suddenly she heard a voice at her side saying, Prunella, why are you crying? Turning around, she beheld a handsome youth who looked kindly at her, as if he were sorry for her trouble. Who are you? she asked, and how do you know my name? I am the son of the witch, and my name is Benzibel. I know that she is determined that you shall die, but I promise you that she shall not carry out her wicked plan. Will you give me a kiss if I fill your basket? No, I will not give you a kiss, because you are the son of a witch. Very well, replied the youth sadly. Give me your basket, and I will fill it for you. Okay, so he is the son of the witch that took Prunella, and yet she's never seen him. She's lived with this witch for years, and she never knew that the witch had a son, or that this is what he looked like. Does he not live in the same house, or is Prunella locked away in a room or a set of rooms, which is any witch's or fairy's M.O.? Lock them away, don't let them see the light of day. But she gets to go outside. Fresh air for those fifteen minutes. And he dipped it into the well, and the water stayed in it. Then the girl returned to the house, carrying the basket filled with water. When the witch saw it, she became white with rage and exclaimed, Bensia Bell must have helped you. And Prunella looked down and said nothing. Well, we shall see who will win in the end, said the witch in a great rage. The following day, she called the girl to her and said, Take this sack of wheat. I am going out for a little. By the time I return, I shall expect you to have made it into bread. If you have not done it, I will kill you. Having said this, she left the room closing and locking the door behind her. Poor Prunella did not know what to do. It was impossible for her to grind the wheat, prepare the dough, and bake the bread, all in the short time that the witch would be away. At first she set to work bravely, but when she saw how hopeless her task was, she threw herself on a chair and began to weep bitterly. She was roused from her despair by hearing Benzibel's voice at her side saying, Prunella, Prunella, do not weep like that. If you will give me a kiss, I will make the bread, and you will be saved. I will not kiss the son of a witch, replied Prunella. But Benziabel took the wheat from her, and ground it, and made the dough, and when the witch returned, the bread was ready baked in the oven. Oh, that's so nice of him. He asks for a kiss. She says no, she knows what she wants, what she will and will not do, and he accepts that and he helps her anyway. Benzibel's a witch too, I'm assuming, or a warlock, wizard, whatever sort of name they give the male witches in this fairy tale. But Prunella doesn't say she won't kiss a witch, she won't kiss the son of a witch. An, inter <laughs> an interesting distinction. Turning to the girl, with fury in her voice, she said, Benziabel must have been here and helped you. And Prunella looked down and said nothing. We shall see who will win in the end, said the witch, and her eyes blazed with anger. 
Next day, she called the girl to her and said, Go to my sister, who lives across the mountains. She will give you a casket, which you must bring back to me. This she said, knowing that her sister, who was a still more cruel and wicked witch than herself, would never allow the girl to return, but would imprison her and starve her to death. But Prunella did not suspect anything, and set out quite cheerfully. Why didn't the witch send her to her sister in the first place? Takes care of that problem right away. On the way, she met Bensibel. Where are you going, Prunella? He asked. I am going to the sister of my mistress, from whom I am to fetch a casket. Oh, poor, poor girl, said Bensibel. You are being sent straight to your death. Give me a kiss, and I will save you. But again Prunella answered as before, I will not kiss the son of a witch. Nevertheless, I will save your life, said Bensibel, for I love you better than myself. Take this flagon of oil, this loaf of bread, this piece of rope, and this broom. When you reach the witch's house, oil the hinges of the door with the contents of the flagon, and throw the loaf of bread to the great fierce mastiff who will come to meet you. When you have passed the dog, you will see in the courtyard a miserable woman trying in vain to let down a basket into the well with her plaited hair. You must give her the rope. In the kitchen, you will find a still more miserable woman trying to clean the hearth with her tongue. To her you must give the broom. You will see the casket on the top of a cupboard. Take it as quickly as you can, and leave the house without a moment's delay. If you do all this exactly as I have told you, you will not be killed. So Prunella, having listened carefully to his instructions, did just what he had told her. She reached the house oiled the hinges of the door, threw the loaf to the dog, gave the poor woman at the well the rope, and the woman in the kitchen the broom, caught up the casket from the top of the cupboard, and fled with it out of the house. But the witch heard her as she ran away, and rushing to the window, called out to the woman in the kitchen, A kill that thief, I tell you! But the woman replied, You know, I will not kill her, for she has given me a broom whereas you forced me to clean the hearth with my tongue. Then the witch called out in fury to the woman at the well, Take the girl, I tell you, and fling her into the water, and drown her. But the woman answered, No, I will not drown her, for she gave me this rope, whereas you forced me to use my hair to let down the bucket to draw water. Then the witch shouted to the dog to seize the girl and hold her fast. But the dog answered, No, I will not seize her, for she gave me a loaf of bread, whereas you let me starve with hunger. The witch was so angry that she nearly choked as she called out, Door, bang upon her and keep her a prisoner. But the door answered, I won't, for she has oiled my hinges so that they move quite easily whereas you left them all rough and rusty. And as soon as Prunella escaped, and with the casket under her arm, reached the house of her mistress, who, 
as you may believe, was as angry as she was surprised to see the girl standing before her, looking more beautiful than ever. Her eyes flashed as in furious tones she asked her, Did you meet Benciabel? But Prunella looked down and said nothing. We shall see, said the witch. Who will win in the end? Listen, there are three cocks in the hen house. One is yellow, one black, and the third is white. If one of them crows during the night, you must tell me which it is. Woe to you if you make a mistake. I will gobble you up in one mouthful. Now, Benciabel was in the room next to the one where Prunella slept. At midnight, she awoke hearing a cock crow. Which one is that? shouted the witch. Then, trembling, Prunella knocked on the wall and whispered, Benciabel, Benciabel, tell me, which cock crowed? Will you give me a kiss if I tell you? He whispered back through the wall. Has he been there all the time and not tried to make any sort of contact with Prunella? What was he waiting for? For her to need his help and for him to get a kiss, because he's probably not getting a whole lot of action. So he's been watching her grow up. Not the creepiest thing we've heard in a fairy tale. But she answered, No. Then he whispered back to her, Nevertheless, I will tell you. It was the yellow cock that crowed. The witch, who had noticed the delay in Prunella's answer, approached her door, calling angrily, Answer at once, or I will kill you. So Prunella answered, It was the yellow cock that crowed. And the witch stamped her foot and gnashed her teeth. Soon after, another cock crowed. Tell me now which one it is, called the witch. And prompted by Benciabel, Prunella answered, that is the black cock. A few minutes after, the crowing was heard again, and the voice of the witch demanding, Which one is that? And again, Prunella implored Benciabel to help her. But this time he hesitated, for he hoped that Prunella might forget that he was a witch's son, and promised to give him a kiss. She's not going to forget you're this witch's son, that's for sure. But she's literally going to get eaten by your mother and you're hesitating to help her? Are you that petty? And as he hesitated, he heard an agonized cry from the girl. Benciabel, Benciabel, save me. The witch is coming. She is close to me. I hear the gnashing of her teeth. With a bound, Benciabel opened his door and flung himself against the witch. He pulled her back with such force that she stumbled and falling headlong, dropped down dead at the foot of the stairs. Then, at last, Prunella was touched by Benciabel's goodness and kindness to her, and she became his wife, and they lived happily ever after. But did she give him a kiss, though? The moral of this story is, don't steal from witches, but also stand your ground, and don't give anyone any sort of affection you are not comfortable with. There are versions of this story all throughout Italy. Italo Calvino included his own variant, titled Prese Molina. In his version, it is a pregnant woman who is craving parsley who steals from fairies. 
multiple fairies, rather than a singular fairy or a single witch. The fairies do not take the child right away, but rather they wait until she has grown up. The fairies tell the child to remind her mother of the promise that she made them. Preze Molina's tasks are also different. Her first task is that she must paint the walls of a room milk white and have all the birds of the air painted on them. The next task that Preze Molina is given is going to Morgan Le Fay and telling her to give Preze Molina the handsome clown's box. The love interest in this story is the fairy's cousin, and Preze Molina's answer to him when being asked for a kiss is different. She says, Rather let the fairies eat me than allow a man to kiss me. The cousin still does the work for her, but he has a wand and makes certain that we know it is magic. The people that Preza Molina help are a cobbler stitching shoes, a woman baker sweeping out the oven with her bare hands, dogs in a fight, and a slamming gate. Preza Molina opens the handsome clown's box and out jump a whole regiment of tiny, tiny men who go off marching. The fairy's cousin arrives and helps her put all of the men back into the box. The fairies decide to cook Prezumalina anyway and to boil a giant pot and eat her. The fairy's cousin shows Prezumalina candles in the cellar and tells her that those candles represent the fairy's souls. And when she blows them out, the fairies die. The fairy's cousin and Prezumalina go back to Morgan Le Fay's castle and live there and with the baker and the cobbler and the gate and the dogs. Our story today was read from The Grey Fairy Book, edited by Andrew Lang. If you have a story you would like me to read aloud, you can email the show at mythicalthepodcast at gmail.com. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at mythicalpodcast. There I post updates, behind the scenes, and clues to each fairy tale. Thank you for joining me today. I'm the narrator, and don't anger the fairies.